Today on The Pale Threshold, itching your trigger finger, how to craft better responses to outside stimuli through discernment. How many times have you read something online that made you cry, whether from sadness, jealousy, anger, or some sense of longing you can't quite name? The potential for us to harm each other through this medium is surprising. Some days I sit paralyzed in fear that any movement on my part could hurt someone and I might never even know about it. Imagine for a moment the sound of keys jingling. If you have a Fantasia, take out your set of keys and jingle them next to your ear. The sound can be jarring. It might also have a melodious and pleasant quality like ringing bells. You might have a personal association to the sound. The arrival of a loved one from a long day at work, or an institutional reminder of stolen freedom. Context can be divisive. A stimulus may have overwhelmingly positive connotations for one person, while serving as a trigger to someone else's anxiety. It is not our individual responsibility to censure ourselves out of this fear, nor to try and craft a world where this trigger does not exist. The roots of that trigger, however, are a different story. These psychological responses become entities, the negative ones just more prominently displayed than the positive. How then to handle the process of curation? Advertisers might have you believe that setting forth an ultra-sanitizing criteria for publicly available media would cure all these ills and create a place where anyone could afford to buy their products. The past 20 years especially have proven this not to be the case. In an era where we are not allowed to speak freely about death and suffering in frank language, how can we expect to heal on a personal level? Where is catharsis found when we feel alone in these quandaries of existence? What are our obligations to each other? The obligation to be kind, the obligation to do no harm, even the responsibility to uplift each other as it serves the greater good. Discernment is required on the part of each individual to carry these out. Worse, that discernment cannot come from an environment tightly controlled by censorship. It is crafted in failure as well as success, such that when we walk forth out of the darkness, the light is our cue that better things are coming. Often our fears are irrational. Spotting wildlife in an area where that species is common does not mean you are in imminent danger, only that you should be taking proper precautions not just to protect yourself and your loved ones, but so as not to interfere with the species you observe. This applies not just to coyotes and wild boar, but also to our neighbors, even if they are housing-challenged or drug addicts. The fear and anger responses we experience surrounding these encounters have the potential to make any interaction so much worse for all involved parties. The fallacy of the leadership paradigm. Failure is part of the human condition. As part of our coming into the physical world, we take on that responsibility and understanding 
that no one among us is above the intrinsic imperfection arising from physical limitation. Therefore, the idea of leaders and leadership as a paradigm and thus above reproach must be dismantled, such that each among us feels qualified to take more agency in our individual lives. Hierarchies in general serve no greater purpose than to disguise our own agency, especially in matters which affect our individual lives greatly, distracting us from the greater good which can be achieved when we become capable of orchestrating as a whole, learning our proper place in the grand mechanics of society, and utilizing properly that individual agency to better serve each other without masters but rather in fellowship. The ways we give of ourselves to others should also be seen as an act of communion. No one should feel pressured, forced, coerced, etc. to receive the communion. Bread has been one of the most important inventions of mankind. A shelf-stable, instantly available source of nutrition and sustenance. Wine and beer, in times when water sources would not be trusted, provide sustenance also. These two items in that time provided the most basic forms of sustenance. Jesus did not say here, eat of my body and provide a four-course meal. He did not equate himself to animal flesh as previous religions equated the flesh of the apis bull. Bread is nonviolent and accessible. Thank you so much for joining me today. I would love to hear your comments and thoughts on these matters. My Gmail address is Pale Threshold. My Instagram is also Pale Threshold. I have a YouTube channel at Pale Threshold. I really appreciate all of you who are listening and supporting me through all of these different avenues. And until next time, never fear the pale threshold.